This is a photograph by Chris Sandberg, which was taken in Monument Valley. And uh, the remarkable thing about this image are the reflections in the pool that's located just beneath the sandstone wall. That's the main feature of the photograph. And when you live in the southwest, you know that uh, it doesn't rain very much. Monument Valley is in uh, the southwestern United States. And so whenever you have water, it's truly a great opportunity to take advantage of the reflections that might come up. And of course, reflections have one fantastic aspect to them, and that is they are purely visual. That is, there is nothing about a reflection that has to do with our other senses. It's not about smell, it's not about taste, it's not about how it feels, it's not about, you know, what we might, um, you know, experience from other sensory domain except visual. So reflections are 100% visual, and because of that, they work in a fantastic way in photographs. And that's what Chris has done here by photographing these reflections. Now, the other interesting thing about reflection is that you have a mirror image of the photograph. And so how you compose the reflection, of course, depends on your particular test and ideas. But here, the reflection is basically um, at the midpoint of the image, in the middle of the image, right here. And so you have twice the sandstone wall. What breaks the pattern is the, and I'm going to take a colored pencil here to show what I'm talking about, is the, and I'm going to reduce the size of the brush. So to go back, it's the earth pattern here that Chris has chosen to include in the photograph. And so here what we have is an area that basically breaks down the pattern of the reflection. And of course, because this area is in the foreground, we have given it, or Chris Rubber has given it, an enormous importance. Because whatever is closer to us, and this area also extends here a little bit, I'm outlining these shapes, whatever is closer to us in a photograph is going to be what we see first, in a way, or what we see for the longest time. We're going to keep going back to the foreground elements. And of course, because they are closest to us and we're closest to the lens when uh, the photograph was done, these elements are going to also be larger. So although this earth pattern here is way smaller than this arch here, this arch might be several hundred feet high, they actually look and have a presence that's greater than the arch. And as a matter of fact, if we were to measure this here from here to here, and I'll erase all of these lines later on, we would find out that this distance is actually greater than this distance here. And you can see it visually, actually, as a matter of fact. The only thing that would compare to this in height would be this wall here. Okay, this wall is actually probably slightly taller than the earth pattern here. And of course, the sky here would be about equal to the earth pattern, okay? But the problem with all of that is that these are, you know, especially this wall here, if we look at this here, is a very, very small area of the image, and it's in the corner, it's in the top right-hand corner, which is not an area where we spend a whole lot of time visually. 
and it's a small section of the image. And then the sky, of course, is important, but it's not really a dominating feature of the image. The sky is there, uh, it has some nice clouds, but it's not really where we're going to spend a lot of our time. Really, the place that catches our attention is this sandstone formation here, and then, of course, this foreground here. So I'm going to erase all of this and go back to the original image. And I'm going to drag this palette here so you can see what I'm doing. I'm just I'm basically using the history palette to erase uh, by going back to the original version of the image. And of course, the problem that we have is why give so much importance to this earth area here, even though when we look at it carefully, okay, when we look at the contents of the earth area, does not have a whole lot going on. I mean, it's basically dirt, um, you know, fairly, you know, even in color and doesn't have any features, doesn't have any flowers, rocks, patterns, shapes, anything like that. The only thing that it has going for it is the S-curve that we see here, okay? So that curve here is very interesting visually. And then, of course, it bounces against this other curve here. And we could even say that maybe this curve here becomes part of the composition. And this shape of the reflection, the reflection of the sandstone wall, seems to be merging very nicely with this curve because it sort of follows the shape of the Earth curve as if it was a puzzle piece. So all of this works very, very well. And then we could also say that the earth shape here breaks down a little bit the pure reflection that we would have if it wasn't there. So all of that makes the point that basically this curve here is what's interesting. It's not just a straight line piece of dirt, and it's not just a side line or a diagonal line, uh, you know, earth area. It has a nice curve, S-curve or other, and bouncing against that. But besides that, the contents of the shape itself are fairly uninteresting. It's just dirt with a little bit of, uh, you know, grass at the foreground. And we don't see it very, very well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to very briefly uh, create a curve. And in Photoshop CS4, now we have this feature here that allows me to drag into an area and brighten it as I go. So I don't have to actually create a curve. I can just click and drag in a particular area to brighten or darken the image. And I'm going to do OK. And now we can see the contents a little bit better. And because I think that the image might be a little dark. It might be my monitor, but I think that it's a little dark. And of course, um, we can see the contents better. And let's imagine that this photograph is, let's say, a 20 by 30 print on a wall in your house. You have this beautiful sandstone formation, this beautiful reflection, but then in the foreground, taking probably a third, you know, maybe a fourth of the image, is this earth area that is very prominent, very important, but devoid of much interest besides the shape here, okay? But there is nothing inside that tells us that, you know, we should spend a lot of time studying this area. And so the point that I'm trying to make here is that if it had been me, I would suddenly have noticed the shape of the curve. I would probably have noticed that it did not have many interesting features inside. And I probably would have gone to this area here and shot the reflection in its entirety right from here without including any of the dirt area. I would have forfeited the interest of the curve 
because what was inside the dirt area is not interesting. And I would have just focused on the reflection. I would have simply created a mirror image. And I think that the image would have been more interesting. And of course, now it's very, very, very difficult to do because we don't have the benefit of having uh, any of you know, the original scene. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to try to briefly uh, create this. And this is going to be fairly, you know, uh, you know, there's going to be some damage <laughs> because obviously I'm working uh, without a safety net. I'm just trying to recreate the reflection from very, very little. Uh, and you can see now in CS4, we have the clone tool that gives us a preview as we work, which is very interesting. And, and what my goal here is simply to try and erase the, um, um, you know, dirt area so that we have simply the you know, reflection itself and no more dirt, okay, no more dirt, um, because I don't think it's that interesting. And as I go, you can see that I personally believe the image is going to become, you know, more interesting in a way, because we, we will have now in the reflection, and of course, I could have used the sky, but I it wanted to go faster and not duplicate uh, the sky 100%. And as I go, you can see that this reflection here, instead of just having the dirt area, will now have the clouds. And the clouds, you know, they are not stunning clouds, you know, they are not, unfortunately, what we could say, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime sort of clouds, but they are interesting, okay? They are not, they are not really totally devoid of interest. And so, and I'm trying to imagine here a little bit of something that isn't, but you know what I'm trying to do is just, just very, very briefly and very, very roughly erase the reflection so that we can just imagine what it would be if we did not have this dirt area, which like I said I don't particularly like. And that's what we have. And of course, I imagine this end here. But what we can see all of a sudden is that, first of all, a number of things come up. The first one is that this area here, which I did not work on, isn't really bothering me. Okay, That's the interesting thing. The second thing is that, oops, this is the before. And this, this is the before I did all of my cloning, and this is the after. And you can see the image has a much more airy feel, a much more open feel. And so as I was saying, this area here doesn't really bother me. And in a sense, it, it does echo the mountain that's next to it. Okay, So we have actually more than having an area with a dirt, we have actually a continuation of this mountain here, more or less like that. Okay. So it's a nice dark area on the right-hand side. On the left-hand side, we would, if uh, this had been a true reflection, we would have had some more of the sky, okay? And I can try and, and import the sky, but it's going to be a fairly brutal experience again. Um, but, but just to have an idea of what we would really have if this wasn't a clone, this, this was the reality, we would have had some of the sky here, okay? We would have had a little bit more blue. We would have had, you know, some of the features of the clouds and all of that. And and what I'm trying to say is that if this was on a wall, because you know, as a, as basically fine art photographers, we work to create photographs that will be used to decorate homes and houses and you know maybe businesses and you know basically wall decor or maybe put in a gallery or in a museum if it was in my house i would much rather have a photograph that has some nice clouds and water in the reflections like this 
then a photograph that has a very, um, you know, what I find to be unattractive dirt area in the foreground, like this. And I realize that this is more realistic because it's not cloned, but to me, this is more pleasing to the eye. So basically, you know, that's my take on this composition. Um, composition is something that we can work out in the film, and of course, once we are back in the studio, there's not much we can do besides cloning like I did. But we can learn something, and what we can learn is that it's definitely possible to create this version in the field, and also this version simply by walking to this point here and taking the photo looking out that way as opposed to being here and taking the photo this way and so the lesson to be learned here is take several photographs in the field of the same scene varying changing the composition to reflect the different possibilities that are offered to you and here we could have had one photo from here and one photo from here and then later on make the choice in the studio and so that's what I'd like to leave you with on this uh, review of this photograph by Chris Sandberg.